Welcome to the OMR Podcast, where we go inside the minds some of the biggest names in tech and digital. My name is Scott Peterson, and I'm an editor at OMR. In this week's episode, my colleague Heidi Stammer sits down with 9Gag founder and CEO Ray Chan. The two hit on a bunch of interesting topics, including its monetization and content models, its genesis, and why 9Gag chose Hong Kong over San Francisco. It's the OMR Podcast. Please enjoy. Today, we're talking to the man who launched a thousand memes, <laughs> or more like a million. Um, today, we're talking to Ray Chan, the founder of 9gag.com. Welcome, Ray. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's great to connect with you. So um, just to get started, it'd be great if you'd tell us a little bit about 9gag, um, um, how you guys got started and a little bit more about the company for people who aren't familiar with it. Sure. Um, four co-founders and I, we started the, the website in 2008. So it was like a decade ago. Yeah. The problem that we were trying to solve at the time was, how can we really find a funny picture that is funny <laughs> on the internet, right? And then uh, that's why we create, create a website. And then we ask people to share the funny content that they found. And then that's, that's the whole idea in the beginning. We always thought it was kind of useless. That is, that's why it was always just a side project for us. And then we keep on working on other projects. But all those other projects fail, except Nigat. And then that's why since 2012, we focus all our resources and energy onto Nigat and continue to build it. Right now, we are mainly based in Hong Kong. We have about 30 people in our team. And then we also have a New York sales office. We have about three to four people in New York. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like a lot of the best companies start out with a need that you identify and need to fill. So it look, sounds like you managed to do that with finding uh, finding humor. But how, how did you decide around, I know that in 2011, you started working with 500 startups and then 2012 joined Y Combinator. How did you make that decision to kind of really focus... Uh, only on 9Gag and then also to um, join those groups? We always feel like um, starting a company is kind of like playing basketball. You can play anywhere, right? But if you really want to play it very well, you should probably play at the NBA. Yeah, and MBA for tech companies, uh, at least at the time before, yeah, it's, it's the Silicon Valley. That's why we always wanted to really go there to check, to check it out. That's why we applied for those accelerator. Fundraiser mm -hmm. Startups uh, was the first one that took us in. And then after Fundraiser Startups, we raised some safe funding. And after that, we also joined YC. The main reason we joined two accelerators is the biggest issue for us in Hong Kong is not, it's not Hong Kong is a bad place, but there are tons of rich people, there are tons of smart people, but none of them started a great internet company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but starting a company, we really need all the network and support that we can find. That's why we went to Silicon Valley to know the people who are really in the field. For example, someone who works in Facebook, who work in Twitter. So in case we have any questions or problem, we can talk to them directly. Mm -hmm. And what, what do you feel like was some of the biggest learnings that you had and biggest benefits you had from working with a legendary group like Y Combinator? They, they taught us a lot of stuff, right? And what 
But what's the most important thing is not just the lesson that they taught us, but more about the peers that we really met and become friends. Yeah, at, at during the accelerator program, right? For example, um, uh, Coinbase, which is one of the biggest cryptocurrency exchange in the mm -hmm. U.S., they are in our batch. Mm -hmm. Instacart is also in our batch. They are also a big grocery uh, companies in 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 the U.S. Yeah, and then in furniture stops, we also work with a lot of great, great companies. And all those guys, they make introduction for us to the investors, to, to the advisors. I think those are the things that is more than just uh, what the partners at, at YC or furniture stops talked. Yeah, it's, it's about the peer, the people that you really met. Yeah, and of course, um, there are always some, some great things that sounds kind of counterintuitive but when you work on your startup you know that which is uh, that is true for example uh yc always talk about do things uh, that don't scale that means hey when you build a company you really want to uh, think about the scaling yeah because you want your company to go big but in order to do that you really have to do a lot of things that can't scale for example talk to your customers help them to install your app uh, uh tell them what exactly your app is doing mm -hmm. it sounds very unscalable but Mm -hmm. If you don't do that, basically you can't get your company started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then once you had completed the program, um, what made you decide to move back to Hong Kong? The main reason we moved back to Hong Kong was because we were lazy. <laughs> we were lazy to, to handle all the logistics, to move to the US, to, to leave our family and friends behind, right? Mm -hmm. I think after we started Nugget in Hong Kong, and we believe that, hey, people have been talking about globalization for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And for us, we can start in Hong Kong. How come we couldn't build a great company uh, out of Hong Kong, right? That's why we didn't move. And then that's why after YC, we just uh, went back to Hong Kong and then set up our team, set up our office. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And so do you feel like that has changed in the last, say, five to 10 years? Is there more of a tech scene now in Hong Kong? It definitely. I think in the past, Starting a company is a very niche choice. Mm -hmm. Right now, when you go to an event, everyone is CEO of blah, blah, blah company, right? <laughs> if you are not a CEO, basically, you are not cool. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the, the landscape has changed a lot. I think on one hand, the government talks about it a lot. On the other hand, is um, people started to see that, hey, stop is more than just an idea. Stop is something that can really change the landscape, can really change an industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that... Um, that helps uh, to attract more people to, to join or to start a company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Has it been uh, difficult for you to find the programming talent that you need there in Hong Kong? It's always difficult to, to find good people to join our team, right? Not just engineering, not just programming. Yeah, basically all kind of position. Yeah. And I think Hong Kong is not famous for its engineering talent. Hong Kong is more famous for its finance, mm -hmm. uh, trading talents, right? That's why I would say it's, it's not easy for us to find. Luckily, we got some, we got more resources than most startups. We also got a, got a, I would say a brand. Yeah, I think it's easier for us already. Mm -hmm. Well, so f flash forward to um, today, um, Nine Gag really dominates on social media. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the numbers you have on Instagram? I read that you were the sixth largest non-celebrity on Instagram. They have an incredible reach, over forty million um, subscribers or followers. Yeah, right now we have a. Uh, 
we have about 150 million uh, monthly audience uh, around mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a lot of them they 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 know us because they they use social media. For example, like Facebook, like Instagram. Yeah, we have about 40 million uh, followers on Facebook. We have about 45 million followers on Instagram and about 15 million followers on Twitter. And then we also have millions of people who check out our website, who use our apps. Yeah, I would say we are very lucky to to be this big because. Uh, I don't think our team are, is, is that smart, but our, our community, <laughs> our people, uh, our users, they're really supportive. Mm-hmm. And, and then how important to you is your actual website then? Are you focusing more on this distributed model across social networks, or are you still also really investing in your, um, your landing page, you know, your actual destination website? We see that as um, two parts of the strategy. First of all, is uh, we have to, like everyone, right? We, we need a home, we need a base, right? Something that we can say, it, hey, it belongs to us. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why we have the website, that's why we have the app. Yeah, and, and the website and app are more like a community. So uh, it has its insider culture. It has its uh, funny in insider jokes or memes. Yeah, it uh, people are more engaging. Yeah, I think that part is about the community, which is about the the website and app. But for the social media, how we see it is um, instead of asking people just to come to your website, we should probably go to where our audience is. And all our audience are young. They use social media. They use Instagram. They use Facebook. They use Twitter. So we just go to them so that they don't really have to go to a website to check out the content. And we believe this is, uh, this is very important because these days, uh, if you don't go to your users, basically it's really hard to ask them to come to your, uh, come to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so a lot of, um, content producers have found that it is um, difficult being reliant on these social networks because sometimes, for instance, with Facebook, they change the rules of the game with the news feed um, or, you know, taking a cut of profits, things like that. Um, how have you thought about that with your business? First of all, all those platforms, um, they are not doing it for free, right? It right. Is, they are business. Yeah, I think that is um, most people kind of, I wouldn't say they, 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 they don't know it, but more like they expect those platforms say they can continue to do the charity. Yeah. But what we see it is, uh, hey, you didn't pay anything, but you still got a huge reach because of Facebook, because of all those platforms, right? And that's why we feel very grateful to those platforms. But we also know that they will not be your partner forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on one hand, we have to figure out, hey, how can we talk to our users directly? Mm-hmm. That's why we have the website. That's why we, we, we know our users, right? On the other hand, we also continuously to, to look for new platforms to, to, mm-hmm. to see where our users are so that we don't put all the eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. Hey, Facebook changed everything. Maybe Instagram hasn't changed it. Then we can uh, still have a good reach on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Or maybe one day Instagram is not popular among our users anymore. Then maybe we have to move on to a new platform. As long as we keep our team lean and agile, I think this uh, uh, this we can still continue to do it for a long time. And, and do you have a way of kind of capturing your user um, once they have followed you on one of the social networks, a way of connecting to them directly? Yeah, sure. I think uh, on one hand, we ask them to, to, to go to our website to sign up so that they can participate in the community, right? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it's more about building a brand. Yeah, that's why we make sure that, hey, the content, uh, of course, it's, it has to be awesome or at least mm-hmm. uh, interesting, right? But on the other hand, we also want users to remember or associate, hey, now I get, you can find the funniest content, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, in that case, even when we move to a new platform, 
we can still easy, easily to set up our brand, to set up our, 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 an account, an account to, to, to get an audience. Mm -hmm. I think after all, uh, if you want to stand challenges for a very long time, Having a good branding, it helps a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so you touched on content a little bit. It'd be really great to talk about your content model, which is pretty unique, that you're, is entirely crowdsourced content that you leverage? Yes, correct. Our thinking was, was pretty simple and also kind of counterintuitive in the sense that we never wanted to become a content creator. Yeah, maybe because we are from Hong Kong, maybe because we, we started the, 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 the company uh, as we only wanted to find some funny content, right? Mm -hmm. And then the thing is, uh, we see that with more tools and, 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 and platforms, right? It's getting easier and easier to create content. And there are tons of creative and talented people out there. Why would, uh, why would we want to become one and, uh, and other creator, right? Why can't we just help all those creators to find their audience, to, f to reach more people? That's why we always want uh, run, running a model that is more like, a, hey, uh, if you give us your content, we can make sure that we can give you more exposure uh, mm -hmm. or even money, right? Mm -hmm. So that you can build your own brand, you can get all, uh, more followers so that we can have a, uh, so that Nike has a bigger uh, following, right? And then with a bigger following, we can attract even more creators to work with us. In this case, um, we can continue to grow our brand and also grow our company. Yeah, I think so far this model has been working uh, quite well for us. Yeah, and uh, a lot of creators are very happy that we help them to, 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 to become more popular or famous. Yeah. How does that process usually work? Do you have kind of an editorial team that reviews the, the content? And how much content are you posting? say per day or per, within a week we got a lot of submissions every day yeah uh, on the community side we have uh, upvotes and downvotes so that our users can help us mm -hmm. can tell us uh, hey what are the content that they mm -hmm. like yeah and then we also use some algorithm to make sure that hey uh, uh, this content is interesting to our user base uh, even for people who who, who doesn't who don't uh, upvote and downvote yeah that's one thing on the other hand we also have a small uh, uh, editor editor team to make sure that hey some content is more platform specific for example people on Facebook maybe they don't like uh, funny cat videos that much yeah <laughs> uh, maybe on Instagram people love it a lot right then yeah. in that case uh, we we uh, we have our editors to to curate the con the best content for each platform yeah mm -hmm. every day I would say uh, the number of content that we share is, is not fixed yeah it also depends on the on the platforms a lot uh, some platform they are their, their model is more uh, uh, I would say frequently used, then we can update more. Yeah, for example, like Instagram, people check Instagram all the time, mm -hmm. right? Then we share more posts on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but for some other platforms like Twitter or Facebook, maybe we update less frequently. Well, and so I was actually surprised to learn that um, after the US, Germany is your uh, Second, second, biggest. second yeah. largest audience. Yeah. So does that mean that Germans have a sense of humor? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And that's a question that people always ask me. Right? <laughs> the thing is, um, first of all, uh, most of our content is pretty uh, interesting and lightweight. And it doesn't have a lot of works on it. That's why language is, is not really a big problem for us. Yeah, that's one thing. Second thing is, most of our audience are pretty young. They are still in college, at school, right? Before graduation, People have the same kind of problems, right? 
exam school uh, homework uh, uh, parents are very troublesome how to get a boyfriend how to get rid of your boyfriend or girlfriend right the, this kind of questions or problems are universal are globally yeah is, is a global problems for for for, for the young generation mm -hmm. that's why they can resonate with each other and that's also the reason why even though most of our content seems pretty US centric and seems pretty uh, random but we can still have a lot of uh, German users right? the third thing is uh, it's more like a joke is uh, if for a country that loves beer loves drinking that much mm -hmm. yeah it's impossible that they are not funny yeah, because they, when, when people are drunk drunk people are the most fun, is the fun are the funniest yeah so maybe Americans and Germans are more similar than they think probably yeah especially the younger generation yeah yeah and and so I think that's really interesting that in this era of it seems like a lot of media companies are doing a lot more micro segmentation of catering to very specific constituencies with different content that you have managed to um, kind of create, you know, distribute this content that has this mass appeal. Um, have you have you thought about any kind of more segmentation of diff maybe, you know, nine gag college or, you know, some kind of different segmentation um, for content that you might yeah, sure. spin off or... We, we always have um, different experiments uh, running at, at our team. Yeah. The thing is, um, when we talk to our users, what they find the most interesting is they see that hey, people from all over the world, they're onto the same platform talking about the same thing. And it is surprising for them to find a guy from Finland to share an interest from a guy who is from Hong Kong. Yeah, I think those are the things that they value a lot, our users value a lot. Yeah, that's the thing that we try not to change. Yeah, what we try to segment or what we try to develop or extend more is, um, hey, other than funny stuff, what are the things that our existing users really like? Yeah, that's why starting from 2008, yeah, we, we right now we have uh, launched some new brands. Yeah, that is more focusing on certain uh, mm -hmm. topics, certain category. For example, we have a dedicated social account just for cat lovers. <laughs> Another one just for dog lovers. Another one just for travel lovers. Yeah. yeah. Those are the things that we are experimenting right now. I wouldn't say uh, we are having a great success, but I would say that the response is, is much better than, than we expected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And then you could have kind of very specific, maybe um, targeted monetization. Yeah, I think monetization this. is one thing. But the other thing is, because Nike is, is pretty general. Yeah. So even if I love cats or dogs a lot, we can't share. You, we can't share all the cat posts or, or dog posts to our to our social media, right? Mm -hmm. But there are yeah. so many dog and cat lovers. Yeah. So why don't we just have a dedicated channel for them so mm -hmm. that they can see dogs and cats all day long? Yeah, without complaining. Yeah. But on the other hand, yeah, we also believe that hey, if we can uh, create value for our users, uh, uh, probably. There are there will be brands that, that want to work with us so that they can reach our audience as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so uh, you know, with your success on social, what are your biggest learnings about, or you know, advice that you would offer others about kind of what works, what doesn't work? You know, how do you keep your users engaged rather than just you know signing up and then you know never really having them you know engage with your posts again? Mm, that's a good question. I think. First of all, social media is is evolving very quickly. 
Yeah, and uh, for example, like Instagram, it is only a few years old, right? Mm -hmm. But people, are, are, and Facebook is only about 10 years old, but people are already saying that, hey, only old people use Facebook. <laughs> I, I feel sad when I hear that because I use Facebook the most. Yeah. But the yeah. thing is, uh, you can see that there is segmentation, uh, on, of course, on the platform, yeah, but also on different kinds of apps. Yeah, younger users, maybe they, they communicate with each other on Snapchat, right? And then mm -hmm. uh, maybe a not so young user, they communicate with each other on WhatsApp or, or, or Facebook, right? So we have to, if we really want to grow big on, on, on our platform, we have to understand that platform's behavior mm -hmm. and audience uh, mm -hmm. uh, before. Yeah, we can't just, hey, use the same brand, the same way to, to just syndicate the content to all the platform. Yeah, this is a very effective way, very efficient way, but it may not be the most effective way because uh, on other than the audience is different the format you also have to adapt to it to each platform I think that's one thing that we've uh, we've learned after after these years mm -hmm. yeah but but one thing they share in common is if we want the users to be more engaged yeah don't think about making money first yeah mm -hmm. think about how to create value for the user first imagine if you are the audience would you like to see an ad right right at the moment that that you you see the content from their account right i think you have to build a trust so that you can get the attention from the from the users mm -hmm. and when you you get the attention you can build more trust then in that case maybe you can think about how to create a win-win situation that on one hand, the users can continue to get value. On the other hand, the company can also get some resources to continue to 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 expand the the, the reach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you touched on monetization a little bit. It'd be great to learn a little bit more about. I'm presuming you mainly monetize through advertising. And um, if you could tell us a little bit more about how yeah, you sure. think about that. We are really bad at making money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really bad in the um, sense that well, we didn't think about making money that much. Mm -hmm. As mentioned, we always believe that if, if a service is creating value for its user, there's no way that it can't monetize. Yeah. That's why we, and, and our team is pretty small. That's why we always focus on creating value first. Yeah. But uh, we still have to run the company, keep the server running, right? Mm -hmm. That's why we also have to monetize. Yeah. Right now, what we do uh, the most is uh, we get money from advertising. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, like traditional banner ads on the website, on the app. Yeah. But uh, starting uh, a few months ago, we, we started to have a new way to, 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 to make money. Yeah. For that way, what, what we try to do is, um, for example, there's a brand, they want to reach their young audience. Mm -hmm. And then, but usually those brands, their ads sucks. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really, really bad at marketing or advertising. Yeah. yeah. They're not funny. Exactly. <laughs> not, not, or they, they think they're funny. Yeah. But indeed they're not, right? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like all the, all the father in, in your yeah. home, right? They always think that they're funny. Yeah. But they're yeah. not. Yeah. That's why we partner them. We pair them with the creators in our network mm -hmm. so that the creators create something that is relatively more funny mm -hmm. more interesting right so that and then after that as a platform we also distribute those uh, semi branded content mm -hmm. to to our users mm -hmm. in such case the brand got the message delivered right and then the creators they get more exposure they also get some money in return and then our users they see some more interesting content and then mm -hmm. for us we also get some money and also uh, get a better reach yeah uh, we hope to create this kind of um, uh, so-called win-win-win-win scenario mm -hmm. uh, so that we can continue to create value on one hand but also uh, uh, making some money on the other hand mm -hmm. yeah, it's interesting it's kind of a hybrid 
um, agency ad network Correct. model yeah. that it's, you yeah it's, it's internally we joke that hey we're kind of like uber for, <laughs> for for creative agency because we don't have any creators but we have all the creators in the world mm-hmm. yeah but i think the thing is um we, we didn't really intentionally think about our business model but we just go with the flow that hey what is the best way to do things that we don't mm-hmm. hate, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we kind of hate ads. Yeah, especially really bad ads. Yeah, but then how can we create ads on one hand, but also um, uh, make make our users happy on the other hand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're certainly an expert at crowdsourcing content, and so now it seems like you're able to do that for brands. I think it takes time to learn and adjust, and to be very honest, there are always some painful lessons that, that, that we have to uh, uh, learn from. Yeah, and it also takes time to convince the brands, yeah, because brands are relatively more conservative, right? The, because after all, they, they, they don't want their brands to be associated with something that they don't think brand fits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why we, it takes time for us to find the right partners, yeah, so that we don't have to educate them, but they understand and they value us, yeah. That part is something that we have to work on. Has yeah. it has it been an issue for brands at all that uh, your audience is so large that it's not as targeted, perhaps? That yeah, that, that's a challenge for us as well. As, as mentioned, our audience is very international. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why, but a lot of brands, they, they, their marketing budget is controlled by their local team. Yeah, that's, and local team, their KPI is just local marketing, right? right. That's why it, it also takes uh, some time for us to find a partner that they value more than just local marketing. Mm-hmm. They they look they they look at a bigger picture. That hey, they really want to create a young and active brand for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, it takes time. It's kind of like um in a relationship. Yeah, you can't be the right person for everyone. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But as long as you find the right person, mm-hmm. then you know that hey, uh, you can live happily ever after. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hear that Coca-Cola? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, I've also heard recently that you are starting to focus more on video mm. and see that as an opportunity. Mm. Um, can you talk more about that? Are you thinking more just short-form content, longer-form content, exclusively YouTube or other platforms? Yeah, I think we are not. We are bad at strategy as well, other than bad at making <laughs> money. Yeah. yeah. What we do is um. Usually, we are not a pioneer in anything. Yeah, we look at our users to really understand what they use and how they use our product, right? Mm-hmm. In the past, they mainly share funny pictures, yeah, because it's easy to pick a, take a picture, right? Mm-hmm. But right now, with all the smartphones and, and apps, it's easy for them to create videos as well. That's why they always ask us, hey, can you support, can I get support video, right? And that's the reason why we work on video. It's not mm-hmm. because, hey, video is the future. That's why we work on video. We are not, we don't, we don't really buy into the, 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 the buzzword or the trendy stuff that much. Yeah. We always just focus on one thing is, hey, what exactly our users using, right? Yeah. Uh, because people will talk about all kind of all kinds of new format every single day. Hey, maybe this today is VR, tomorrow is AR. The thing is, how many people actually use VR every day, right? Mm-hmm. Probably less than 1% of the global population, right? But people see videos and see uh, funny pictures all the time, right? That's mm-hmm. why we work on that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and 
But to be very honest, we see that the usage for video definitely has improved a lot. Now, on one hand, it's because the, the, the broadband is getting better, the internet mm -hmm. is getting better. On the other hand, is uh, the content is really more interesting than before, right? In the past, most of the video content uh, 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 created by big media company. Maybe they are not that targeted. Maybe they, they don't uh, target for a certain niche uh, audience, right? But today, all the creators, they can have all kind of the audience, yeah? and then the content that they created can be very focused. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this is a, a great age, um, for, 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 for people who are willing and, and good at creating content. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they can leverage photo, they can leverage video to, dis to broadcast their message. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, kind of the democratization of making Creativity, video content yeah. because uh, previously you needed a lot of very expensive uh, machines Device, and yeah. programs to kind of edit video. Yeah. Now it's you can do it on your computer or even on your phone to to pull together kind of compelling content. So that's yeah, exactly yeah, interesting and and. Do you think that would be mainly something on YouTube, or you haven't decided yet? On I think for us, um, basically, video is just a format, right? Just like picture is just a format, just like GIF, just like uh, audio is just a format, right? I think for us, we don't really care about uh, what the format is. Yeah, as long as the content is interesting and it's something that our users want to see, then mm -hmm. we will recruit that kind of content from our creator. And then, then, then we will share those kind of content uh, on the social network. Yeah. That's why right now you see on our Instagram, we have photos, we have videos. We also created the stories, right? And then the thing is, uh, we got a lot of good responses from them, but, and the users, they don't really care about what format it is. They only care about whether your content is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if your content sucks, no matter how short or how long or what kind of format it is, they won't listen or they don't, they won't spend time on it. Yeah. Do you have um, a particular piece of content that is kind of your best of all time that people just loved the most? I would say uh, there's a quote from, from Batman that yeah. I kind of like is, um, if you, I forgot, Exactly the phrase, but basically, if you live long enough, you become the villain, right? Yeah. I think for funny content, it's also like that. If a content is kind of funny, it gets more and more popular. When it gets really, really more more popular, then a lot of people will try to recreate or uh, make a parody out of it, mm -hmm. and then people started to hate it. Yeah. yeah. Just like in the past, the, like the, has cheeseburgers and yeah, <laughs> and also and also the PPAP, the pen pineapple apple pen song, and then recently the the Yan Yo Loro uh, uh, yeah, audio Yolo, clip, right? Yeah. People start to think it is very annoying, right? Yeah. So that <laughs> so that love and hate is is the two sides two sides of the same coin. Yeah, and we also see that because more and more people are getting on the internet more and more young people start to have their phones and, and start to, to, to have their social account, right? That's why the so-called the best piece of content, we believe that is always in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because hey, today maybe a, a thousand votes is a good content. Maybe tomorrow, a thousand votes is, is the baseline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. why we always mm -hmm. uh, believe that the best content is yet to come. Yeah. And, and how big is your creator base? Basically, it's, it's everyone. Yeah, because on one hand, uh, we take submissions from our sign user. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, uh, for example, like on our social media account, we just 
uh, accept any submissions that is uh, just randomly inbox us or send us an email. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why literally it can be everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why we need uh, ag- agri-firm and also a team to kind of like filter the content mm-hmm. to, to, to filter the noise, uh, to filter the noise and signal. Yeah, so that we can find the best content for our audience. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think it's interesting that you're based in Hong Kong, but not really doing any business in China. Hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Hong Kong is part of China, right? Hong Kong belongs to China, yeah, politically and geographically. Yeah. yeah but Hong Kong and China, the, the systems there are very different, yeah, because of the old, um, not old, but one country, two system things uh, that is uh, 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 agreed between the UK government and Hong Kong government uh, and the Chinese government mm-hmm. uh, before. Yeah. Why we didn't really think about or enter into the Chinese market is uh, we feel like we don't understand China enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are tons of smart people with great ideas and great companies. Yeah. They really understand the local audience. That's why they can be really uh, targeted products uh, for, for, for local Chinese. Yeah. And, and we don't have the confidence that, hey, we can win or we can be the best in the category if we go into mm-hmm. the Chinese market. That's why we didn't think about the China market that much. On the other hand, what makes Nugget special is some um, people feel like it's kind of like an international school. You can have people from all over the world to talk about all kinds of things. Yeah, from Donald Trump to Kim Jong-un to, to, to cats and dogs, right? In China, maybe what they can talk about or what they talk about is different. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why we also uh, mm-hmm. didn't really uh, move aggressively on certain country. And on the other hand, like it's kind of like a community. Yeah, so it is not just determined by 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 our team. It's also we also need the the community to support us so that hey, mm-hmm. more Chinese creators, uh, more Chinese content. Yeah. These are the reasons why we didn't actively uh, uh, go into China or have a big Chinese audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that'll change? Would you consider going into the market? I think, yeah, never say never, right? I think the thing is um, we have to find our edge or find our niche Yeah, if we want to uh, uh, have a bigger Chinese audience. We always believe that <clears throat> if we can't, be the best company uh, for that category. Why? Why bother doing it, right? And and right now for China, we haven't we haven't got the confidence to do that. Yeah, that's why we haven't done it, right? But in the lo- in the future, maybe the environment has changed. Maybe uh, our team, our, our audience has changed. Yeah. So I believe that this is this is this is a possible future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, also looking to the future a little bit more um, forward looking. Um, uh, if you were starting a business today, what would it be? Would it be d- what you're doing now, do you think? If I would start a company today, definitely that company is not like it. Yeah? Yeah, <laughs> I, think, yeah I mean, What's it's, that? It's, it's the best time for, for, for individual individuals to, to start a media company, right? Because, hey, only a guy, right? And then you have a phone. You can start your own podcast, right? You can yeah. start your own video channel, right? So it's the best time for, for individual content creators, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I don't know how to draw. I don't know how to yeah. shoot video, right? And I don't, I don't think I'm a good speaker. Then in that case, I, I can't be a content creator. So, and if we wanted to start a model, a, a, a company that is kind of like existing, then I get model, right? We probably can't work because 
right now, if you want to build the audience that we have, yeah, the cost and the time it takes probably will be so huge that mm -hmm. we can't afford to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Not to mention, hey, we spend 10 years to build, not get to the existing stage, yeah? So, um, so I think uh, we have to find the time. Sometimes some ideas only works because of the timing. Yeah, and uh, mm -hmm. I don't think it's the it's the best case for us right now. For me, if I would start a company, maybe I would start something related to to dogs. Yeah, because I have two beagles. Yeah, yeah. and, and lo I love them. Yeah. What are their and, names? Yeah, one of them is called Google. Google. Yeah, Google. Yeah, <laughs> and then another one is called Me. It's like the phone company Me. Yeah. Yeah. The tech dogs. That, yeah. That's why I say, hey, I own Google. And I own Me. Right. That's like the internal jobs that we have in the family. Yeah. And and then. Uh, Bad I, Google. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's why. Oh, by the way, talking about that, uh, uh, my dog is very confused. When I use the Google Home, hey Google, what's the weather today? Right? Yeah, yeah. Then he kind of looked confused. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I always feel like, hey, there are men, there are more and more people who love pets or dogs, right? Yeah, yeah. And most of the products, it seems like they haven't evolved or changed that much, and a lot of them, the quality is not that high. Yeah, that's why if I would start a company today, maybe I would think about that direction. Yeah, yeah. and so, but. Right now, you're all in with Nine Gag. Are yeah. you are you yeah. open all to in. open to potential offers, or you still really working on building the company? Or I would say all in for Nine Gag, and after Nine Gag, of not after before Nine Gag, it should be family, right? I always believe that family should come first, and then and then your career or company, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and right now, uh, I have two dogs. Yeah, I have a wife. Yeah, and I want to spend more time with them yeah. other than other than work. That's why I, I don't have any other things uh, in my mind. And to be very honest, we always feel like, hey, there is so there are so many things that, that we can do on on Nigat. Yeah, because of our reach, because of our audience, right? Because of the experience that we have accumulated. Yeah, that's why if for the next thing, the next thing for me is always the next thing for Nigat. Yeah, and uh, we hope that we can make Nigat become more. More useful or not useful, but but create more impact with Nike. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much for your time and thank for, you. for sharing yeah. um, ins insights. And uh, we look forward to hopefully welcoming you to Hamburg sometime soon. Yeah, looking forward to. It.